On this week's episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast, we're talking with motivational speaker, author, and podcaster Rick Alexander about the importance of resilience and being adaptable to change. What's up, competitor? Welcome back to the Compete Everyday Podcast. My name's Jake Thompson. I'm excited to hang out with you today as we get to welcome another amazing guest to the Compete Everyday Show and equip you with more ways to build the competitor mindset for life. Today's guest, Rick Alexander, is the host of a morning coffee podcast. He's got an incredible book out, and we discuss the importance of building resilience and self-awareness during uncertain times. There's so many of you now that you're in states and cities that have opened up after COVID, but there's still uncertainty. Life itself holds uncertainties each and every day. We may have a clear idea of what we think the day is going to be like, and then the day starts and things happen. And as competitors, we have to be resilient to be flexible with change. We have to be confident to call audibles and we have to remain focused on what matters most in our life. Today's conversation is going to equip you with actionable takeaways you can start implementing in your life. Before we dive into the show, I want to remind you about two upcoming big releases. The first on June 1st, my book, which has already been available in paperback at book.competeeveryday.com, will be available in Kindle and audiobook version on Amazon. So if you are someone that wants to read it digitally, if you want this voice in your ear talking about what it means to compete every day in life, Be sure to grab your copy. Those will start downloading on June 1st. And then make sure you're on our email list because June 2nd is the kickoff of our summer collection drop. We have a handful of new designs and styles with your name on it. Every order coming out with the summer collection will get a sticker and a wristband included free of charge. So get on that. Get on the new designs. And if you check out the link in the show notes, you can find out how you can save big when you bundle on all the new releases. Now... Let's dive into this brand new episode with Rick Alexander. Rick, welcome to the Compete Everyday Podcast. Ah, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited. Uh, I am as well. You've got quite an interesting story, I would say, uh, to the very least. And with just looking forward to this conversation, uh, to learning some insights from you, and, and most importantly, sharing a lot of those insights with our listeners. Before we dive into what you're doing right now, give us kind of a, a backstory of how you got to today. Sure. So, I mean, I think I look at my body of work, and it, it's really accumulation of a lot of things. I've sort of gathered tools as I've been going through my life. I spent 12 years in Special Operations Command. I spent three or three or four of those years as a BUDS instructor. So I got to I got to learn a lot about how to deal with adversity and how to talk people through that. I like to talk about the instructor portion because I think I, I really learned a lot mentoring people through what could probably be described as some of the most difficult process of their entire lives. And uh, throughout that process, I was writing and also competing myself. I did some ultra endurance stuff. I've ran a couple 200 milers. And so really like a lot of what I talk about is all things that I have definitely found to work or not work in the arena. I'm not a repost what other people say guy. I'm a, let's see if it works for myself kind of. Yeah. So first question, because running 200 milers is not something someone just 
decides on a Saturday to do, I'm assuming. How, how in the world did you get into the ultra endurance space? I, you know, I've always been intrigued by what I'm, what I can't do, like what I'm not good at. And uh, I got home from deployment and I, I had been lifting on this particular deployment a lot. And I, I was competing in strongman and I went for this like three mile run and I, I couldn't get through it. Like I had to stop three, four times and three miles to stretch. And I was just, um, I don't want to say disgusted, but I was just so like disappointed with my lack of ability. And, you know, I think I was, I think I'm, I'm very intrigued by like, well, how come other people can do that? And I couldn't do it. And so it kind of sent me down this process and, and the first hundred miler, so I did a 50 miler and then the first hundred miler, uh, I did, I didn't get through. And that's when my hunger like really grew. I was kind of like licking my wounds and had stress fractures and I was laid up in my, uh, apartment in San Diego, just like, man, I can't believe I failed this. And, and in that moment, actually, before I even recovered, I signed up for a 200 miler and ran it the next year. Wow. Well, well, and, and one thing that's fascinating is, is kind of that point of the mental side of endurance sports. And, and with your career, obviously having served and having been successful in ultra endurance, there's a lot of things in both situations that are outside of your control that happen that you can't allow to distract you from what's inside your control. And especially that inner mental game. Have you always had a, a stronger mental game, that ability to focus on what's in your control, moving toward a, a goal or a target, or did kind of early life look a lot different for you in terms of being distracted much easier? So I think about the first time I was ever tested, it's like going through selection at 19 years old out of my hometown, like all of a sudden I'm thrown into this special operations selection course. And that's the first time I'm truly tested. And I think back and it's like, man, nobody could have made me quit. Like it, it, it was definitely within me, but I, I like to talk about the fact that like the first hundred I ran, I didn't make it through. Like there are very, there are very real physical limits, but for me, like what you touched on there, the mental component is the thing that excites me because, you know, for most of us, we're not, um, you know, I'm not going to be a pro ultra endurance athlete. Most people aren't probably that, that start that sport. It's a very niche sport. But, you know, you learn things that you can take with you and apply to every other facet of your life. And so to me, that's the intriguing part. And I, I'd realize on these ultra events, they're so long, there's so much room for things to go wrong, right? Like it, whatever can go wrong will. And if you start looking for reasons to quit, you'll find them. Like they're out there, you know, there'll be a million reasons why you should not keep going amidst all of the pain and things that you're feeling. And so I just started realizing how applicable that was to running a business and especially in the entrepreneurial journey. And, and so I try to talk about this a lot just to see people that, to tell people that are interested in just pushing themselves in different ways. It's like focus on the part of the part of it that you get to take with you and apply to every other aspect of your life. And that's you, you know, that's what you can build in your character and who you show, how you show up, the questions you ask yourself when things get tough. What, what do you advise those people that, that hear that voice? And maybe they're not going out for a long run. Maybe they're first time starting a business because those voices totally. are loud and they tell us to quit and the opportunities are everywhere. I, I laugh that the voice for me is always loudest when I'm doing a workout alone in my garage or on a long run. It's never when I'm in a group class. It's never when I'm surrounded by people. It's in those moments of isolation that that voice is the loudest. And so what are some things that you've done to, to silence that voice? What are things that you recommend for, for your clients and people you work with to push through that voice? Yeah. And to touch on that, I think a lot of people are 
hearing that voice probably louder now more than ever because the thing that we do use push ourselves like crossfit classes and all those things have been taken and so you know for me you know in western culture we have this idea that like you should never quit nothing you should never quit anything and that's to me is like well maybe like that sounds like you might end up doing a lot of things you hate though if you could never stop doing anything and so for me it actually comes down to deciding when when is it that you would quit under what conditions will you stop doing what it is that you're doing and you should make that decision when your mind is clear right because like i like i kind of mentioned it's you start looking for reasons to quit when you're in the midst of turmoil you'll find them they're everywhere there's a million reasons why you should not keep slogging as an entrepreneur like it, there's tons of them right but at the end of the day it's like well what is it that you're trying to accomplish and under what conditions will that no longer be worth it and you can make that decision in a clear mind. And then that way, when you go into it, you're not even entertaining that voice. Because I, I find if you do start to entertain that voice, it, it will become enticing, right? And so for me, it's really a matter of under what conditions will I, will I listen to that voice? And that way, that's a decision that I'm making, not when I'm in the heat of battle, because it's very hard to make a clear decision in those moments. Yeah, and it's kind of the along the same lines of understanding your, your values and your core beliefs before stress and adversity hits. So you already know this is the type of person I am. This is how I plan to respond. A lot of what I'm hearing for you from you and a lot of what I learned looking at, at some of your content online, it goes seems to go back a lot to self-awareness. Would you say that's pretty accurate of better understanding of ourselves as well as understanding where our blind spots are? To me, it's everything. Like I, I don't know how you could even proceed at all without self-awareness. And I think a lot of us, you know, if we, most of us were given a magic wand and we could wave it and it would give us whatever it is that we wanted, we'd make ourselves miserable in two months. Like we don't know what we want. We don't know who we are. And so that is why that journey led to self-awareness for me, why I talk about it so much. And, you know, that's values and personality and all of the things that, that you mentioned right there. Well, and, and you wrote a book about it. I mean, you wrote Ambitious Heroes and Heartaches, uh, with a really focus, it sounds like on helping people understand more about themselves, what it means to be human. What was the inspiration one for writing? Because I know firsthand that's not the easiest of activities and tasks. And it's one that most people are like, I really want to write a book one day and then never sit down and write it. And so you bridge that gap of, of, from not only having the desire to writing it, but what was kind of the passion to say, I want to get more of this message out. I think there's a, a couple different things that motivated me. So I had just finished a 240 mile run in body armor, uh, right when I'd gotten out of the military to raise money for Gold Star Teen Adventures, this company that that uh, brings kids who have lost their parents in service uh, to these different adventures, does things that their parents would mentorship, does things their parents would do for them. So that was sort of an ode to service. And I remember I, I was having at the same time I had gone through a breakup and I had had a business fail and I was like kind of like shouldering the things that a life of ambition will give you. It's like if you if you really go after it, you're gonna break your heart in this life. There's no there's no doubt about it. No one tells you that, right? You just That's right. the the movie always ends with the hero riding off with the girl. Right. And it never keeps going to the part where the girl starts wondering, like, is this guy even who I'm looking for? Yeah. Or how about the fact that I put my entire identity in the journey and now I don't even know who I am after the dragon is slayed and life is just always going through these cycles. And so I realized that like, you know, for us who are, who have been raised in Western culture and we've learned that ambitious ambition is the way 
what, how do we deal with all of the fallout that that life creates? And what I found is, is, you know, a lot of times what feels broken is actually just a, kind of a puzzle piece. It just hasn't found its fit yet. And it's the hardest part is to keep going when you can't see that whole picture. So I remember I had finished this 240 mile run and I was like, Oh, what's the next event? And I was like, that's always the question. What are you going to do next? I'm like, I'm going to write a book, which is like the intellectual version of that run. Yep. Right? It's like so difficult to slog through and, um, you know, make sense of your thoughts day after day. Um, so that was kind of like why I just had shift gears and I wanted a challenge in a new, you know, new way. I kind of wanted the intellectual challenge that I had just had and the physical counterpart to that. And then the thing that I was just so passionate to talk about was this fact that like, listen, you are going to break your heart when you go after the life that you want. Like things are not going to work out. People are going to let you down. Businesses are going to fail that doesn't make it not worth it, right? And in fact, actually, the best parts of life are finding out why it still is worth it. And so that was the essence that I was trying to trying to distill in that book. And who, who would you say the perfect person, like who is that person that they must read this book? Where are they either in a life stage or from a, an internal struggle standpoint that you wrote this with in mind? The person I definitely wrote it for is the person that looks around and you know, goes after this life and then asks themselves, maybe they get the things they want, right? Maybe they sell the business for a couple million dollars. Maybe they don't. But at some point, there's always the question like, is this what it's all about? Like, is this it? And, and I think that for me, I found myself asking that question. And I, so it was finding the answers to that question that, that made me want to write the book. And like I said, I think a lot of us, we watch the movies and then the credit ends, but we've got to live a life where like it keeps going after the credit ends. So how do you make sense of that? So the people that are left shouldering a life that maybe they feel like they've been sold a bill of goods. Maybe it's not exactly as great as they thought it was going to be. Like maybe they went after the benefits and they don't know why they're doing what they're doing. And so you just look around and you're trying to make sense of the, the mess, which is hard when you're so myopic to your own life. And so the way that I talk about it is kind of talking about the, hero's journey, which is kind of alludes to the title that we all live. And it's like, we live the cycles of this hero's journey over and over. And if we can pinpoint where we're at within it, we kind of make sense of what we're going through a little bit. Yeah. And we will have link to this book in the show notes. Highly recommend picking up. I know you're working on the audio book right now, which should be due out when this episode releases. Uh, so for those that are tired of, of picking up and holding a book, maybe you're getting out and about uh, having that audiobook version will be fantastic. I want to switch gears before we close because as we've kind of alluded to and as everyone listening is personally experiencing, life's a little crazy right now. Life is thrown quite a few people, quite a few challenges. And I know one of the things you talk about is the importance of perseverance as well as high performance. And perseverance right now more than anything, I, I feel is a trait that people need to lean into and focus on building how to be more persevering during this uh, because we're all in the storm together and there's ways you can look at it of I'm going to endure it. I'm going to find a way through it or I'm just going to let it break me for people that you've had a chance to work with, interact with that are, are still just trying to catch their bearings through this, the COVID uh, madness. How are you encouraging perseverance? And more importantly, how are you encouraging people to build that perseverance muscle? 
I think it, I really think it comes down to the questions that you ask yourself when you are in a life that you did not expect. So, you know, at the end of the day, you wake up tomorrow, your life could unfold a million different ways. And I talk about this in my content quite a bit, which was funny when it happened, but it's like, you know, you, your life could just so many different things could be thrown at you. No idea what, but we, we trick ourselves into thinking that we have some control over how things are going to go. And when, and now we're seeing what's always been true, which is we just have zero control over that. But when you find yourself in a situation where the world looks profoundly different than what you thought it was going to look like, the way that you act, the way that you talk to yourself is going to empower or disempower you. So, you, you know, if you ask yourself the why questions, like why me, why this, why now, you're, you're giving the power to something that you don't have control over anymore, right? But, but you could also ask yourself, well, what, right? So this is the case, right? You don't want to leave reality. You want to face it. Now, what am I going to do about it? Because the truth is that just because the opportunities aren't the way that you had conceptualized them before you woke up doesn't mean that opportunities don't exist. You just got to train yourself to find them. And so the questions that you ask yourself really matter. And at the same time, letting go of the way that you had hoped the world was going to be. We attach ourselves to the way that we hope things are going to go. And when it doesn't turn out to be that, we find like, we've decided that everything else is wrong, but the truth is it's not wrong. It's just different. And so we have to let go of our attachment to the way that we think things are going to be so that we can face what they actually are, ask ourselves the right questions and then keep moving. Like we think that, I think sometimes we have this idea that resilience is about uh, resisting change, but it's actually about stabilizing yourself within the change because you're going through these cycles of Things are dying and being reborn all around us, all throughout your life, all the time. You go through multiple relationships, jobs, ways of being in the world. And so really what you're trying to do is stabilize yourself within that constant change. And then you find that drastic things aren't so drastic anymore, you know? And I think the people that did a lot of this internal work back when life was a lot easier, they're probably pretty happy for it, like for right now. But at the same time, like it's, you know, I said on my podcast today, the the best time to plant a tree was yesterday and the second best time's right now. So when, ask yourself the what question. Now that this is, what could you do about it? You know, why is, why is this happening for you? It's not this like personal development drivel. It's actually like find the answer to that question and that is your, that is your way out. Well, and, and the key, one of the key things you mentioned there is not only is perseverance not resisting change, but learning to kind of work through it and adapt and continue to go. But the idea of letting go of those expectations because normal, whatever that looks like after this ends, is not going to be what it was two months ago. And for a lot of people, I think mentally that's going to be a battle uh, for them getting out of this because there's going to be grief. There's going to be these feelings of, of hanging on to what was and never getting that back. And some people are going to choose to have gratitude for that time and keep moving forward toward those goals and that life. And some people are become, going to become very bitter about it and totally. they're going to shut down. And, and what we need right now is exactly what you talked about. People that are continuing to kind of ask those questions, do the work. If you haven't done the work prior to today, today's the best day to start because it's the only day you have. And so why wouldn't you take advantage of this moment to start moving forward? And some of that work obviously starts with, making sure you're absorbing and consuming the right types of content and asking yourself the right questions by learning from the right people and, and you being one of them. Rick, where can people listening to the show find out more about your work? Obviously pick up your book, whether it's paperback version, ebook version, or hopefully out now the audiobook version. 
Yeah, so I have a couple books and you can check them out at rickalexander.com, the new one, Ambitious Heroes and Heartache, which is timely for right now because it is all about what happens when the, the road in front of you doesn't unfold the way you thought it was going to. And uh, yeah, so I'd say rickalexander.com, you, you can find everything. And where are you, I should ask personally, where are you most active on social media? Uh, Instagram, at rickalexander underscore. I'm... I'm in that world. I was about to say, you do a great job with the platform as well as you've got the Morning Coffee podcast. So for all of our podcast junkies that are looking for continual content and, and shows to listen to on their commute, maybe at lunch or in the evenings, I uh, want to recommend following you on Instagram, Rick Alexander underscore on there. We'll have that linked as well. So you can start consuming his content learning and most importantly, asking yourself the questions to start building that perseverance, be resilient through this. Uh, Rick, man, this has been a ton of fun. Thank you so much for joining the show. Likewise. Thanks for having me, man. It's been great. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. To get in touch with me or the show, email us at podcast at competeeveryday.com. To join our free Facebook community and get connected with other ambitious leaders working to win their work, their workouts, and their life, be sure to visit us at facebook.com slash groups slash compete every day. Until the next episode, keep competing every single day because your life is worth it.